0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Do you have a spirited child, strong-willed child? You might hear mine running above my head today on this show. But we have the perfect guest joining us today. She's an expert in raising what she called the impossible kid. She's going to share lessons she's learned through her life as a mom of a high-spirited and strong-willed child. And great tips for helping us be Happy and effective parents to those kids. That conversation is coming up today. Lucille Williams, author of The Impossible Kid, Parenting a Strong-Willed Child with Love and Grace. Lucille, this is so perfect. I'm working from a home studio still, and we might just hear my strong-willed child at some point today. So, good.
1: I love it. That's (laughs) wonderful.
0: We, We really do... Like we always, is she strong-willed? Maybe we call her spirited to be gentle, right? But what mm-hmm. is a strong-willed child? What does that look like to you?
1: A strong-willed kid is that child that when you say, hey, let's go over here, they want to go the opposite way. When you say, no, don't do that, you know that's exactly what they're going to do. Or you say, don't touch that. That's the first thing that they're going to do is touch that. Our daughter used to go up to things that we would say, hey, don't touch this. And she put a little her little hand in front of it. And wave it back and forth, and back and forth, and then she would look at us, and then she would touch it, and then she'd give us a look like, "What are you gonna do about it?"
0: Hmm. Do they often? Do you find that's part of it? Like, is it a, a challenge thing, like for autonomy or something like that, or or what is what causes this?
1: You know, that's a really good question. I think part of it is it's just that 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 thing inside of us that gives us determination hmm. and you know we like to look at this strong-willed nature as a negative thing but now that my daughter is raised i've realized it's not negative at all it's actually really good because it's that strong-willed spirited kid that's going to be the leader that's going to yeah. you know stand up against peer pressure they're the ones that are going to say no when they need to say no and so once you nurture that little spirit it, it turns into the most wonderful, beautiful person you could imagine.
0: Yeah, and I don't think, like, we, we can't just let our kids get away with anything, right? But I think, may, I might be wrong in this, but I feel like there used to be a view, like, you almost spank that strong will out of the child, right? You got to get them in line and teach them who's boss. But, but we don't want them to just become completely submissive doormats at the same time. There's good things with this strong will.
1: Absolutely. I think we need to be really sensitive to to craft that personality, but not quench their spirit. And and that was the challenge in raising our daughter.
0: So so when she would sit there hovering her hand in front of something that you told her not to touch, what was going through your mind and body at those moments?
1: Oh, I I knew she was going to touch it. I was just (laughs) waiting. It's like, okay, here we go. So, you know, we were careful about what we told her not to do, because as soon as you told her not to do it, that was going to be the thing she was going to try to do. So when she finally went to school in elementary school, she just she loved boys like boys were the best thing in the world. And she'd ask me questions like, Mom, am I allowed to kiss boys? I mean, what do you tell a little five year old when they ask you that question? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I w- I would tell her, uh, yeah, you can if you want, because I knew as soon as I said, no, you mm. don't do that. That's what she was going to do. But then I would say, but honey, it's probably not a good idea. What do you think about it? And then we'd talk about it. And once she understood and like in her, once she made the decision, then that was it. If I told her to do it just because, you know, mom said so, forget it. That's not, that's not good enough reason for a child like that. Right. But if, sat down and I explained to her, well, Hey, this is how it works. And this is why. And we talk and we go back and forth. Then she'd decide, okay, that's it. I'm not going to do that. And then I never had to worry about it again.
0: So as you sat down to write the impossible kid, did you write it on your own or did you like go back to your daughter and talk about moments in the past and get her input?
1: It, it uh, mostly my own. But then sometimes I would write something and then we'd sit down and she'd go, Mom, I don't remember it like that. And I go, <laughs> really? How do you remember it? And she would tell me her perspective. And I'm like, wow, like, that's really interesting. And sometimes I would go back and edit because I would leave out some details that I had forgotten. Or I realized, man, you know, like my, maybe my first draft was like, look at me. I'm such a great mom. Like I did this. <laughs> And then I go and talk to her and I realize, oh, man, that that wasn't how it went down at all. This was a huge, epic fail on my part. And I need to edit this because it wasn't as good as I first thought it was.
0: Well, I I really like like the tagline of your book, right? It's all about parenting with love and grace. And maybe grace includes for ourselves as parents, right? Maybe we don't always get it right, but don't beat ourselves up then. Just try again.
1: Exactly. And that's what I realized, like, you know, you're just you're just going to keep trying. You just keep trying and doing what you think is right until until you see fruition in your child, until you you see them starting to get what you're trying to teach them. And we really need to forgive ourselves. I mean, because we're going to do knucklehead things. I mean, we're parents, we're people, we're we're going to make mistakes. I mean, sometimes I would allow fear to. To take over like I remember the first day of my daughter's uh, high school. I'm sitting in the car in the driveway and I see her walking up to the car and she just looks so pretty and I was so proud of her and she gets in the car and she sits down and as she sits down, I could see the sides of her body. Like the this like her shirt came up a little bit and I could see her body and and I was like oh, I see skin
0: I see skin
1: what are you wearing and then I and then I said you look like it I'm not even gonna say what I said because I'm embarrassed what I said mm. you will people have to read the book because I don't like repeating it and and she was like mom it's not that bad. And, you know, I looked at the time, there was no time for her to change. I'm like, okay, fine, let's go. So we head to school and, you know, it's her telling me, mom, it's not, not that bad. I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't, I don't think this is the right thing to wear for the first day of school. So we get to the school and she gets out of the car and I said, bye, I love you. Have a good day. And I realized, yeah, that, that wasn't a great way to send her off on her first day. That was that was. that a bad, that was a bad first day for her in terms of how her mom treated her. And so when she got to school, she found some friends and said, You know, how, how do I look? Is this okay? And they're like, mm. Yeah, you look great. Yeah. So I realized, you know, what, what was my problem? It was fear. She was starting high school. I let my fears pour out on her. Because she looked great. And I don't want the boys looking at her. I don't want right. her having too much attention from the boys. And and I got scared. And so because I was scared, I let that take over. And so I had to go back to her and say, honey, I am so sorry. Mom really acted like an idiot. And you know, I'm so sorry.
0: That's a really great point. I'm just thinking now, like, how much does fear actually come out in my responses? A different situation my kids are only four and two right but still yeah a lot of what we do it's based around our fears for them instead
1: absolutely sometimes we have to sit back and go okay is this about them or is this about me hmm. and do i need to fix something in me and it's really they're they're just being a kid they're fine
0: uh so you mentioned earlier like there are like you know positive things of having a strong-willed or spirited child that the Uh, yeah they're disagreeable at times they are strong spirited they're stubborn they're aggressive but there's things you can take out of that too Um, how can you leverage those different traits that they have to have a really good outcome in raising them then
1: when I would be out in public people would come up to me and they'd say Oh, that's your daughter. Oh, she's wonderful. She did this and that. And she helped my child. And, you know, I would just hear wonderful stories about her. And I'd be, I'd I'd be what that my, my daughter, I would be, I would be so confused because at home she was just giving us a heck of a time, but as she was in the world, people noticed what a lovely, lovely young lady she was and it was like little pats on the back from God. It was like, okay, you can do this. You know, it, it's okay. You know, she's, she's doing okay. And there was a moment for me, there was this turkey bowl they did at her junior high school. And it was this big football game. And the, 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 they, they made two teams and the winning team got a turkey, a real frozen, like big old turkey for their family for, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And she wanted to play on the football team. And I thought it was kind of odd, but she tried out and she actually made the team. And so we were so excited for her. And so we went and we watched her play and she played in this football game and she completely held her own against all the boys. She was one of two girls in the whole, on both teams that even made it on the teams. Most girls didn't make it on the team. And I just remember standing there on the sidelines, you know, during junior high football Turkey bowl And I realized she's going to be okay. She is, it was was like I just knew at that moment she's going to be okay because she just, she hung in there and she did such a great job.
0: I love that. Uh, somebody said to me just the other week they saw my daughter. She's four, and they said, "Oh, you better get the shotgun to keep the boys away." And I said, "No, no. I always tell people I'm getting a shotgun to protect the boys from her. I'm going to raise her <laughs> to take care of herself, no matter what it takes." Right? So. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you should mention that because my my husband taught her some martial arts when she was little and taught her how to kick and do some hits and whatnot. And then she came home one day and she said, I kicked a boy in the face and oh. he was bleeding. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, no more martial arts classes for this child. Right? <laughs> I like tried to grab her or something and so she kicked him.
0: <laughs> now, you mentioned that first day of uh, junior high or high school and a little bit of skin showing. I know part of your book... It talks about how do we handle that dreaded sex talk. And I'm already uncomfortable teaching about body parts at this young age. I can't imagine when the time comes for that conversation how I'm going to handle it. So how do we do that? Or is it even important anymore?
1: I I think it's important. I think kids hear about it younger and younger. And I think we need to have that conversation probably sooner than we want to or sooner than we think think we want to. Yeah. And for me, my daughter just totally surprised me out of the blue because every once in a while she'd say, where do babies come from? And I'd say, oh, mommies and daddies get together. And then God gives them a way to have a baby. And that usually was enough. But this one day I'm nursing my youngest and she comes in and she's like, mom, I want to know where babies come from. So I gave her my standard line, but that just, that wasn't cutting it for her. And then she's like, no mom, I want to know. I want to know about sex and i was like whoa just <laughs> hold on we'll we'll talk about it next week you know i had this idea in my mind we're going to sit down i'm going to make some hot cocoa we're going to talk it'll be after school i'll have a pretty dress on it'll just be so nice i mean i'm in my like you know nursing gown i'm totally shabby i'm like no we're not having this conversation now my younger one runs runs in and cuz dad was in the garage so he's running back and forth and he hears my daughter say sex and he runs back into the garage and he said to his dad i got to get out of there, they were talking about sex in there, and so then she and then she starts saying, "Mom, you don't want to tell me. Tell me. You don't want to tell me. I'm like, I'll tell you. Just relax. Said, you don't want to tell me. Well, can't we do it next week? She's like, No, I want to know now. Tell me, Mom. Tell me. Tell me that you don't want to tell me, do you? And I was like, Oh my goodness, like this is this is unbelievable. So I said, Just let me put the baby down, okay? Just let me just 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 let me put the baby down, and we'll put him down for a nap, and then we can talk, all right? And she goes. She's like, okay, okay, but she's still, you don't want to tell me. I mean, she just, she just barraged me. She, she wouldn't stop. So finally put the baby down. We sit back down on the couch. I'm like, okay, now, before I tell you anything, I want to tell you that if you have sex before you get married, you could die. <laughs> and that, that, that was my opener no. that was my opener my kids my kids still laugh about that they're like, they're like mom man I can't believe you said that and you know that worked for my first two but my third one he was a little smarter and uh he was like what do you mean you would die mom I said well you know dad I'm trying to explain it and he's like well what if two people get together together and they've never been with anyone before then would you still die and I'm like oh man the jig is up this kid's got me so then but with my daughter that day I just I explained it very simply I had hand motions which she says completely terrorized her and so I just I just I just you know I was straight shooter I just gave it to her straight and then I remember her asking mom is it good and I said yes sweetheart it's great Hmm. But, you know, you need to wait till you're old, you know, till you're married. That's what God says. And that was it. And the talk was over and I was like, whew, I was done.
0: <laughs> it uh, It's such a tricky subject, right? But I think a lot of people are learning too that, y- yeah, we can't just go on teaching them that it's it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, but then you get married and it's good, right? Because that can have, uh, yeah, not great effects on people. Um, yes. And oh, go ahead. No, what
1: you're saying, it's so true. And, you know, we tell our kids, no, don't stay away from that. And then when they get married, you know, sometimes we send them off into marriage with these hangups over their intimacy. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I, I, there was another book I wrote, it's the intimacy you crave straight talk about sex and pancakes, because I wanted women to understand you know, what, what this is and, and, you know, what, how God created it to be great. And a lot of times in churches, you know, all we do is focus on telling young people don't do it, don't do it. And then they get married and where's the, the, you know, the signal that says go, yeah, you know, it's okay right? now. And, and that's a, that's a huge, you know, that's a huge change for people when, you know, the, when they grow up in the church
0: we might have to have this conversation earlier than we like. And the reality is actually we should have it very soon because of the world that we live in. Now kids are seeing and finding out things accidentally earlier and earlier. Like we're talking under 10 years of age often now.
1: That is true. Well, Monica was seven when I had my with her and I think our youngest was six or seven And he said he wished we had talked to him earlier. Hmm. So, you know, I think sometimes you can't just wait till you think they're ready. You got to kind of check in and say, hey, is there anything you want to ask me or how's it going? And just kind of probe about about that, because if, if we're not the first ones to tell them, then it's going to be that little kid at school or the internet, right. you know, and that's not how we want them to find out about that.
0: Exactly. There have been a few times where, you know, I've had parents complain about something we've said on the radio topic and, and they say, I had my child in the car with me and they started asking me questions and I always respond as nicely as I can. But I say, well, you're welcome that I helped you start the conversation then <laughs> because you do want to have these conversations, whether it's sex or drugs or pornography, whatever it is, you need to have those conversations.
1: Absolutely. Because if we don't have those conversations with our kids, then they're going to talk to somebody else.
0: So you speak spend this time raising a strong willed child, you know button heads a lot I'm imagining what are what were some of the best things that work for you or what are some of the best things that parents can do to ensure that they still have a good relationship with their child as well then
1: one of the things I did my husband and I both is we looked at okay, what would the natural consequences be in the world if you know things happened hmm. and so we tried to to let that happen. Like we tried to just naturally let whatever the consequences would be happen. Like one day I went to, she was in elementary school and I went to pick her up and she gets to the car and I had an appointment for my, for my boys. And so we had to get going. And she's like, oh mom, I forgot something. And I said, okay, we'll go back and get it, but run, you know, hurry up sweetheart because we've got this appointment. Well, she goes and, and she is coming back and she's going slower and slower and she's just sauntering just real slow coming to my car. And so she gets in the car and I'm like, honey, I told you to run. Why wouldn't you run? And she's like, I didn't want to. And I was like, (laughs) oh man. And and that was her personality. So at that point I had a decision. I could get mad at her. I could freak out and ruin the rest of the day, or I could just like table it for a little bit and go, okay, well got the information. We'll deal with this later. Because when you have a strong willed kid, if you address every little thing, all you're going to do is fight them all the time. So sometimes you just kind of go, okay, we're just going to put that aside for a while and just enjoy the rest of the day. And so that's what I did. We went, did the appointment, but when she, when her dad got home that night, her dad goes okay come on monica we're going in the backyard she's like what what what's happening why are we going in the backyard and he's like come on let's go in the backyard and and he ran with her he made her run and they did laps around the backyard nice and she just screamed. Do you would think a kid. Was, this is cool. You know, most kids are like, oh, how cool! I get to run with my dad. You know, what I mean? he didn't do it. He didn't make her do it alone. He was running with yeah. her. And but no, not her. She was. I mean, I'm sure our neighbors. I can imagine what the neighbors were thinking because she was screaming her little head off. I want to run! It! She was just screaming, and so we just made her run and run until she was good and tired. And then when they were done running, he goes, "Sweetheart, when your mom asks you to hurry, next time hurry, okay?" And that was it. <clears throat> and when that was, that was how we dealt with that particular situation.
0: But I, what I, I really love about that, like you said, he did it with her too, right? And um, mm-hmm. I'm learning that even trying to get my daughter to clean up, right? Well, I'm not going to sit there and just stand towering over her. Well, I'm five eight, so I don't really tower, but uh, stand there over. Pick it up, pick it up. I get down and say, "Let's do this together, right?" And and that's the Absolutely. same way I lead at work too. I do things with people. I don't tell them what to do, right? So
1: right, right. A lot of talking. You got to jump in with them. You know, when our kids would have mistakes and blunders and something would happen, we would jump right in there with them and go, "Okay, how how do you want to fix this?" And a lot of times, you know, as they got older, we would ask them, well, what do you want us to do in this? How do you need us to help you with this? And, and then they would they would tell us. And that's, you know, a lot of talking and a lot of listening. I went in my daughter's room for so many hours. I would just go in and sit down. Sit on her bed, sit on the floor. As she got older, we would laugh because trying to get to her bed, I'd have to pick up stuff off the floor because everything was all over the place. I couldn't even get to her; it was like an obstacle course. And I'd fall over things, and then we would laugh. And I'd sit on the bed, and you know, a mom could get all mad and go, "Why is this room look like this?" Or you could sit down and laugh and have a good time with your kid. And so that's what I would try to do. I'd try to be present, be there and be there for the talks and hear what she had to say.
0: For a parent that is like stuck in the middle of this right now and maybe they feel hopeless or helpless, what do you say to those people?
1: What I'd say to you is, oh my goodness, I get it. I know how hard it is to parent a child. And when you have a child that is strong-willed, oh man, it can you can feel like you're just failing every single day. But to that parent that's in the thick of it now, just know that what you do matters. It matters so much. And sometimes when you're making those PB&Js and you're cleaning toilets and you're doing all those things, you feel like, what am I doing? It's not even going to matter, but it is. It matters so much. Every sandwich you make, every hug you give, every kiss. Every talk, everything you do with that child matters, and what, what you're doing is shaping the next generation. And mm. it is the most important job. That's why a lot of times I talk about this stuff on says.com L-U um, says. And that's my, my website. And I have a, a newsletter and I, I talk about family issues. And I want people to know. That th- that there's hope in the end, and if you know if we do not grow weary, we will reap a harvest, like it says in Galatians six nine
0: I love that um I feel like we should have you on for a full week every day. We could do a different topic together with strong willed kids, but we don't have that much time, unfortunately. Tell us. Uh, Once more, your website, maybe, and and where else we can find out more about the new book, The Impossible Kid, and uh, journey along with you, maybe.
1: Yes, my website is lusays.com, L-U-S-A-Y-S. And The Impossible Kid is actually, it releases, it should be out now, it's out now. And it'll be in all bookstores and, of course, on Amazon and Christian book distributors and, you know, all the online stores, Barnes & Noble and, you know, BookBub and Goodreads.
0: Well, thank you so much. A real treat talking with you. And uh, we will have you on again sometime uh, for more parenting tips and talking more about uh, raising these strong-willed kids of mine. So thank you, Lucille.
1: Great. I'd love to be back. Thank you, Mike. It's been great.
0: Again, you can find The Connections Podcast at podcastville.ca or anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts from. Subscribe to it. That really helps us out. And even better, if you can leave a rating and a review in your favorite podcast apps, That makes connections easier for other people to find. We'll talk to you again right here on Connections.